The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they make me smile, they make Chris smile, they make you smile. It's nice when people smile. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Four, three, two, one. Anyway, life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we tend to sit on our blessed assurance more than we actually participate in the kingdom. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? The number one question on all of radio right there. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here's the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Do we praise when it's going great? Do we praise when it's going okay? Do we praise when it's going poorly? You know, I think there's something in the scripture that talks about giving thanks in all things. Oh, wait, 19 times in scriptures it says giving thanks in all things, not just one. Hmm, maybe we should tie into that a little bit. Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question— If you have a prayer request or a praise report, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. We want you to give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will get Captain Chris. And when that happens, you know you will be... That's right. We spare no expense on this very expensive show. (laughs) You can text us 214-210-8483. Oh, it's funny. 214-210-8483. You can also email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to the website. A couple things to tell you on the website. Most of you know that the website has been revised. So you're welcome to check that out. We're also going to be adding another page. I think uh, came up today. 
I had an opportunity to engage with Pastor Ray today, who's going to be doing an interview next week or the week after. We're going to give him as much time as he wants. We'll cut out the fills. We'll do whatever we want. We already kind of discussed it. He's got another new book coming out. Uh, I can't believe how much that guy writes. I mean, he just keeps writing and writing. Anyhow, we're going to do things where we're going to add a page where other ministries, not just pastorates, but other ministries that people think will really bless one another, we'll have, we'll have an opportunity to load those up on those pages. So we'll just kind of create as much of a community, Christian community as we can, allowing people to, you know, peruse other different ministries, maybe different events and things of that nature. Uh, I think it's an important thing for us to do to support one another. Additionally, on the website, of course, is the app Spoonanity. That's right. That's what we named it. Plus, you can check out a bunch of different things and also give if the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, kind of taps on your shoulder. See this right here? That's like a tap from the Holy Spirit. So anyway, if you go to the website, please uh, check it out and see what you can do. Hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase dot org, he must increase dot org. Email David at he must increase dot org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right. So uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about some things that we want to be praying about. I want to make sure that everybody connects to it. I will tell you from my own personal point of view, I have finished for this year for my schoolwork. And there are a few people in this state, the state of Texas, that are as happy as me right now. <laughs> Just like, I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. All right, we're going to get to our text. We'll get into that, and uh, we're going to cover a few other things. We do need to be praying as a Christian community. Remember, this is not your church. This is a fellowship. Okay, I'm not your pastor. I'm your brother in the Lord. And so we're here to encourage one another and strengthen one another along the lines of Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, so that we can strengthen one another as daily as we see the day of the Lord approaching. That's our goal. That's our premise. That's how we function. And uh, so we're going to talk about maybe some of the other books we want to get into. Uh, just so you can be aware, I'm finishing up on 1 Corinthians. I've done 1, 2 Timothy and Titus. Uh, I've also uh, done a few other books. we got the Thessalonians books that we're already teaching on, and we're going to finish up on that. We're in Hebrews. We're looking at James. We're looking at Peter. There's a lot, okay? And uh, for right now, we do want to go uh, Old Testament, but we want to stay a lot in the New Testament because there's no point in trying to just live in the Old Testament if you're not walking out the New. You're, you're kind of doing that backwards, so let's make sure we get that straight. Bottom line, let's get into the text for today. Wonderful text, Hebrews chapter 3. We're going to start off in verse 15, an amazing portion because of its simplicity. So let me start off and just go right into it. It says this. As it is said, this is verse 15. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Verse 16. For, for who, heard, who heard and rebelled, wasn't it all who came out of Egypt under Moses, with whom... Was God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom he swore they would not enter his rest. Sometimes when you read Hebrews, you're like, this guy's mad. Okay, whoever it is, this guy's mad. He's not a happy guy, right? Here's the bottom line. The first portion, verse 15, as it said, today in your, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. That is the exact same quote as eight verses prior. Eight verses prior. In verse seven, he says, therefore, 
Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the day of rebellion. It's the same verse. He quotes it a second time. So the first thing to ask yourself is, well, gee, author of Hebrews, you just wrote that eight verses ago. Now you're writing it again. Why would you write it twice? Well, why would you say something twice? Why do you repeat it? Why does it need to be uh, you know, pointed at? The purpose of that is simple. The, it, it serves to create an emphasis and to help us remember. The reason there's four Gospels is you and, I, you and I, we're not smart enough for there to be one Gospel writer. We need four. In fact, we're lucky there's not 30. Because the way we think of things, we're like, I don't know. And we need to be engaged in it and understanding the word. And so the Lord repeats and repeats and repeats. And Peter goes, you know, for me to repeat stuff for you, that's a good thing. That's what he says in his letter in 1 Peter. And so the idea behind this is the author is repeating. Why? Because we need help. We don't remember. See, what we do is pretty much like the children of Israel. We go, oh, a miracle from God. How cool. He loves me. It's so fantastic. And then we wake up the next day and then we go, what? I can't believe I'm stuck here. Aren't you going to do something? Like we completely forget what happened. Now, why does that happen? I, I, I'm not even going to respond to that. Here's the rest of the passage, though. It says this. So I want to make sure we stay on track. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who heard and rebelled? Wasn't it all who came out of Egypt under Moses? With whom was God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So they come out of Egypt. What's the big thing that happens when they come out of Egypt? The Lord splits the Red Sea, and they walk not on mud. It doesn't say mud. It says dry land. Okay? You can't go very far with six hundred to 850,000 people, up to a million and a quarter, in mud. <laughs> Dry land, they're walking across, and I know what all the silly, ridiculous atheists say, or the the people who are trying to scientize the scriptures, and they say, oh, oh, that was uh, low tide. Well, then the entire Pharaoh's army drowned in low tide. That's amazing. Anyhow, we recognize that's not what happened. They went through on dry land, an unbelievable miracle. The Bible says that the walls on both sides were water, water was like walls. Just think about it, like 40, 50, 60, 80 feet straight up wall of water on both sides. You're going through, you're thinking, this is a miracle, right? These are the people that came out. God delivered them, right? Now, why was God angry with them? Because they forgot that miracle and they just got engaged with all the things that they wanted. Well, now that we're out, did you see that miracle? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I want McDonald's. No, no, you understand. We just walked through water, and and we walked on dry. Yeah, okay, but I want some Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I want it now. Okay, and I don't want that. I want this, and I don't want that, and I want this. It's like they started to think they were at a buffet restaurant or something, and they wanted whatever they wanted. And it's like they forgot this amazing miracle where God brings a nation through a body of water and then destroys another nation's army in the same instance. And God was not happy. Like, you know what? I did something amazing for you. I did something fantastic for you. You're not going to enter my rest because I'm pretty mad at you. Some people say, well, did they go to hell or did they go? I don't know. 
Here's what I know. God wasn't happy because they forgot what God did. How's that for a lesson? Let's not forget what God has done, lest he be angry at us. Okay. That, that's a good lesson. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we fight keeps the hungry giant. Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. And for the moving parts, Men of God Moving is there for you. Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. And check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6, 7. Allow men of God moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to men of God moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in in any normal universe, that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well. He looked at Jesus. And as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation just focusing at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw the winds and the waves, and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture. Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Because we do our best, although the, the many people on the station do a lot better than I do, uh, but they, we do our best to present the truth. From us, it's an applicable approach. So our theology is um, more simplified. Hey, I'm a simple guy, right? I mean, you ever, you know how no makes me happy for for my birthday? Here's a brownie. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's simple. Uh, again, I want to reiterate for those that do not know, Pastor Ray is probably going to come on next week or the week after for a lengthy interview and just a discussion about the prophetic things that are happening in the world. And you guys know now. I'm a manifold millennialist. He's a premillennialist, but we love each other. Are you kidding? I, I hope everything he says is right and happens exactly that way. In fact, my brother and I were talking yesterday. It was like we hold the we hope the pre-trib uh, premillennialists, the pre-trib rapture premillennialists, are right more than anything else. Why? Because we're done. Bye. <laughs> it's like who doesn't want that? All right, so don't forget that. Then the other thing is I want you guys to pray. Uh, this gentleman's name is Rod Taylor. Tony and Laura, who listen to our show, uh, they have a friend in uh, a connection. I can't remember if he said it was a relative or a friend. Now I I'm, I'm, I'm just can't remember, but his name is Rod Taylor, and he is in Jerusalem, and we are connecting him or trying to connect him to a good messianic church. Just be in prayer for uh, Rod Taylor, who's in Jerusalem, looking to make good Christian connections to strengthen his faith and not to feel kind of like all alone kind of thing. Rod Taylor. So just think Rod Serling and then just forget the Serling part and insert Taylor. See, Rod Taylor. See, I did that? That's easy. All right. Uh, let's see. We got that. We got that. What are we doing? DNA? Let's do DNA. Uh, DNA is what we're made up of as we understand it, the best that our show uh, offers. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. 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 Right? Jesus, when he prayed, said, Our Father, right in heaven, hallowed be in the name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay? That's the key. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever be ashamed of what Jesus had said. If the world tries to shame you, remember where the world is going. Okay? Not enough, not enough uh, burn lotion that could possibly help. So just remember that. A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that your life is not just centered around you. Oh, it's so hard to think that way, isn't it? It's hard to think that way because everything is like in our little universe. It's like, here's the answer. Okay? Here's the answer. Think of God before you think of yourself, and then you will have a greater tendency to think about others. That's a good way to go about it. Okay? All right. All right. We have a trivia question. I didn't do that yet, did I? Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What, do we need two hours on this show already? Oh, my goodness. Here's your first trivia question. In Genesis, which officials of Pharaoh had dreams when they were in prison? Which officials of Pharaoh had dreams when they were in prison. What were the two officials' occupation under Pharaoh's command? What did they do? What was it that they were known for? Saying that as clear as I can. Got that? We got that? Is there anything else we need to cover? No? All right. I want to go into this teaching because this part is the cool part. 
Okay? Hebrews chapter 3, we just covered uh, verse 15 and verse, uh, well, 14, I guess, and 15. Did we cover 15? Did we cover 15? And now we're going into uh, 16 we covered and 17 we, we covered. Now we're covering 18. Okay? And this is the cool part because this really applies to you and me. Okay, this is application Christian expository teaching. Verse 18, and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, you know, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see, now listen to this, so we see they were unable to enter because of unbelief. Okay, now watch. The children of Israel had miracles take place in their lives. And God was gracious. For those that do not know, the scripture is quite clear that their clothes never wore out over 40 years. Nobody talks about it, but it's a very cool miracle. Okay, Not only that, but they got fed from heaven. Manna showing up out of nowhere and then having its a, a, a very specific connection for the people to be fed. How cool. I mean, just God just taking care of them. Water out of a rock. Why? Because it can't happen, except when God's involved, and then water comes out of a rock, and you just sit there and you go, how'd that happen? It's like a miracle, right? And they're drinking from the water. The rock, by the way, in the New Testament is identified in Jesus. We'll get to that later on. But look, they have all these wonderful things that are happening, and then God says, you know what? You cannot enter my rest. You can't enter in because of your unbelief. You could say it's lack of faith, but I really think it's unbelief versus lack of faith, and let me tell you why. Lack of faith means you want to get it up to the mustard seed level, because if you had it at the mustard seed level, you can move mountains, right? But unbelief is looking at it and disassociating the action with God. That's different. That's not you're trying to muster it up. That's you disregarding And there's a difference of spirit. And so what they put themselves in in a position with is God does all these fantastic things in their lives. And God offers, he's feeding them. They've got water. They've got food from heaven. He's doing miracle after miracle. And they're not going to enter this place of chill because they are operating in this disbelief about the power of God, the quality of God, the character of God. And the Lord is getting, what's the word we would use when your kids do that to you? Oh, I don't know, fed up? (laughs) That would be what it would be after you do all these wonderful things for your kids and they go, you're a terrible parent. You won't let me go out at night. You know, that kind of thing. So what I'm trying to explain to you is that that whining that all the children do throughout all the ages, that's what they were doing to God. And he's like, "You, you can't come in here. You're not coming in. In fact, that entire generation did not go in. Their children got in because God wasn't blaming the children. But these people had witnessed the power and the miracle miracles of God, and they still wouldn't credit him. They still would not credit him. Now, we know that some people did get in, like Joshua and Caleb, and I suspect as the Lord, you know, makes it clear, you know, that's how he does things. Some people, remember the 10 spies or the 12 spies, two were great, 
10 were terrible. 10 gave a terrible report. And their whole families, they weren't going. They didn't get it. But Joshua and his family and Caleb and his family went in. So some were able to. But the idea is the, the principle behind it, and that is they couldn't get in there because they just wouldn't believe God. And the idea that we now don't believe God is such an insult to God. It's as though you poured out your heart to somebody and they were like, <laughs> it's like it's like that. And that's what we're doing to God, the creator of life. Only his demonstrations aren't flowers. They're splitting apart a Red Sea. They're pulling water out of a rock. They're putting angels' food at the feet of people. Wow. What an insult that would be. And so some of us, now now we're going to go into what we call the dynamic application principle, the DAP. And the DAP is, well, how does this also apply directly to us? Well, many of you can't enter into rest over a situation because you have so much unbelief. You don't believe. And so you can't let it go. Why? Because you don't believe. And because you don't believe, because of that, you can't chill. Just think of that. Think of how much we put on ourselves because we're not exercising a common kernel of sense and saying, well, if God did this for me before, and if he saved me, and if he, maybe he'll get me through this too. Yeah, yeah. But you don't enter into that because you're operating in a unbelief. And then you just can't find a chill, can't find a relax. What happens when you don't relax about something? Now, I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> just let you know. When I can't relax about something, I do everything humanly possible to take care of it myself. Because I'm going to get this resolved. While God is up there going, never going to happen. Just, you just chill out and let me do it. I'd take care of it for you. But okay, have fun. <laughs> it's like, that's what we do. Don't do that. Don't do. Don't be like the children of Israel were, who saw miracle after miracle, which God has done in your life. Then get to your situation and then operate in an unbelief in a miracle God, because that's why you can't get through. And you think, what are you trying to say? That I gotta let it go? Okay, you know. If I had a bigger bell, I would do the ding, 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 right? I mean, you're going to say I got to let it go? Ding, 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 ding. I mean, I can just do that for the next uh, 55 minutes and it'd be appropriate. You want to enter in to that rest, to that chill, to that trust, to that relaxation? Get out of your unbelief. Get into belief. Have faith. Move the mountain by the seed, uh, the mustard seed, and relax. Relax and enjoy the ride. Because he's in control and you're not. Okay? All right. Trivia answer for the question. The first question we asked is, in Genesis, which officials of Pharaoh had dreams when they were in prison? We will go with Baker and Cupbearer or Baker and 
wine cup bearer or liquid bearer. The the dude was a wine cup bearer. Come on, people. This is Pharaoh. Over-Christianize these things. It drives you crazy. Uh, And he could have been a a baker and a food tester, but it's much more of a cup bearer. Just so you know. But it's okay. Either way, you got the idea. All right, folks. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, Okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience.